When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. AM The Zone. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Looks like a few folks along the Wisconsin-Illinois border and southeast Wisconsin, that uh, Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha County area, they're picking up showers this morning. The rest of the state currently dry. How are you, everybody? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Youngke. Glad you're along with us on a finely Friday. We've got a lot of ground to cover, including weather with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist. That's in just a moment. Uh, yesterday, the governor announced the recipients of the Wisconsin Meat Processor Grant Funds. They only had $200,000 available, and I'll tell you what, that is just a drop in the bucket compared to the needs of the industry. Taylor Schaefer talked with Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski about that yesterday during a special May is Beef Month celebration at Marta Angus in Lodi. We're also going to be talking about how our veterinarians are dealing with some of the supply chain issues in the animal pharmaceutical industry. Dr. Hunter Lang is one of the practicing veterinarians getting ready to retire, I might note, with Lodi Veterinary Practice. We're going to chat with him about that this morning as well. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at WFBF.com. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. Our friends at Rhodes Bake and Serve want to help you celebrate mom. Tell us your favorite memory with mom and be entered to win a great prize package courtesy of Rhodes Bake and Serve, including a breadboard, recipe book, apron, free product, and more. All the winners will be announced on Mother's Day. Enter now at thefarmwi.com or use the brand new farm app and celebrate mom with Rhodes Bake and Serve. Who would have thought you could rent your goats out to make a difference in the environment? I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The city of Madison rents goats from Hackhagen Goats Grazing in Poinette to eat in the city parks and get rid of invasive plants. Co-owner Greg Hack tells me all about his 100 goats and the valuable work they do. We also touch on how the baby goats, or kids, are doing in this chilly spring weather. So we started in 2016. We bought our first few goats that spring, and through the summer we had about nine, nine head of goats, and then we've slowly went up from there. The next year we had around 30, and then we got to 50, and then we are currently at a little over 100, 102, I think, with one doe to kid yet. Um, but yeah, we raised all our goats for grazing throughout the summer for clients, and um, also to market in the fall. Why did you decide to start this business? Um, for me, I grew up on a dairy farm, so I knew that I wanted to raise animals, but I didn't want to deal with cows because they're big and you can't, if they annoy you, you can't just pick them up and move them where goats are smaller. And I didn't have any experience with goats before this, so I researched them and kind of just picked out some breeds I thought would be good. 
and went from there and kind of just hit the ground running and figured it out on the fly. Where are you contracting out your goats? Um, so this summer we will be at Seven Parks with the City of Madison. Um, we have a few other little jobs to do too throughout the area, but mostly it'll be in the City of Madison at the Seven Parks. You've got two grazing groups of 50 head a, a, a piece, and so they just rotate around those seven parks? So yes, we'll have two herds of 50, and we'll set up a schedule with the City of Madison. Each park will get grazed twice, and so we'll go through all the parks, and then once we're done, we'll go back and do them again through and we will be done sometime in October. What's the point of that? So the goats are one tool in the toolbox to help combat invasive species. So goats help with repetitive grazing where they'll defoliate the tree or the weed that they're trying to um, get rid of. That makes the plant have to use its reserves from the ground to put on new leaves and then we'll come through a second time and the goats will defoliate again and hopefully the second time, you know, stress out the plant enough. And if you do it long enough, over time, it'll kill the tree or whatever they're after. Is there ever an issue where they're eating all the native plants too? Usually the places that we go are so overgrown with invasives that the few native species that are there that they defoliate, it's not that big of a deal in the whole scheme of things. My jacket can attest that goats don't, <laughs> you can't stop goats from eating anything. When I think of goats and taking them out into public, my biggest fear is are they going to get out? Because they're notorious <laughs> for escaping, right? When they're in the parks, the park staff or volunteers check them in the morning and in the afternoon make sure the fence is up, make sure it's electrified, make sure they have water and mineral. As long as the fence is upright and the electricity's on, it's usually not a problem. Um, once in a while you have a stick fall down on the fence and the goats will get out. Park staff will give us a call, we'll go down there, put the animal back in. If it's a repeat offender, we'll find a new place for that animal to go. Yeah, they get one, one escape and then if they do it again, they're out. How does the the public react to the goats are they ever an issue the only issue we have had is someone's dog touched the fence one time which there we had signage out saying that the fence is electrified um, please keep off you know dogs aren't able to read so that gentleman was not very happy but there's not much we can do in that regards little kids have touched it but you know growing up on a farm it's not <laughs> anything that's gonna hurt someone just a little tickle and you won't touch it again when they are out there eating how do you make sure they're getting enough food enough nutrients um so we have mineral with the goats 24 7 usually they don't eat too much of it during the summer the uptick in mineral intake is in the spring before green up really or when it's just starting to green up or when leaves start to change color in the fall they pick up mineral intake but Usually goats are moved right when they're getting down there. Once the tree's defoliated and it's getting kind of bare, they're moved over so they're never out of food. And the way we have been selecting our animals, we base it on a lot of different data like rate of gain for the kids, 150 day weights, we'll weigh the does, pre-kidding in the fall, pre-breeding, and we'll also weigh them in the summer when we weigh the kids. So you have an idea which animals thrive in our 
situation and we will go forward with those animals. You know, do you also rely on the park staff to notice when an animal may be sick or injured? Um, So we're down there enough moving the animals around that we're able to check on them. Especially when we move them from park to park, we're always checking their eyes to make sure that no one's anemic or no one's skinny. You know, we're always looking at our animals. And if there's an occasional instance where we've had a goat with its leg caught in the tree in the morning, we go down and get the animal and in that animal's case its leg was actually broken so we got medical care and in a few weeks she was good to go. How do you even connect with the city of Madison for this? I mean do they come to you or do you guys market your business? Um, So we really don't advertise. They kind of just reached out a couple winters ago and we did a few little jobs for them and they liked it and it's just kind of blown up into what it is today. Are they seeing improvements to the parks? because of your goats? I would say yes, judge on, judging on how much more business they're coming to us with and the increased number of acreage and parks that they're trying to tackle. So I think that in the long run, it's probably cheaper than hiring all their staff to manage all these acres when the goats can go in in a week and clear a couple acres. Here we are talking about summer and we're not, we can't forget what's happening right now. Spring we know means baby animals including kids, baby goats. How has your kidding season gone? How long does it last? Um, So we usually shoot for the third week of March to start kidding. This year has been very tricky to say the least with the weather being cold and windy and rainy. Kidding percentage was pretty high, highest we've ever had. We've Unfortunately, lost a few more kids than we usually do just due to the weather. But we also had a high number of first-time moms this year. We had 13 of our 31 were first-timers. So, But overall, it's been pretty good now that we have nice weather. And once the kids get a couple days old, usually they're pretty good and they don't need any extra care. You're not just contracting these goats out to graze. You're also raising them for market. Tell me how that how that's been. The market has been good the last few years. We raise our animals based on data, based on the doe's production. If she is able to produce 90% of her body weight in kids at 90 days old, feet, udders, body condition, um, parasite resistance, and not having to deworm her animals. We're trying to get animals that require minimum work on our side that can handle their job which is raising their kids and feeding themselves with what we provide which is you know adequate food and water and mineral and animals that thrive in our environment our situation we select those and proceed forward Um, like I said we've been doing this for six years and I feel like we've come a long ways over those six years we haven't hardly had to intervene with kidding unless it's the occasional first-time mom and it's terrible weather but market's been good we take them to Fenimore in October usually Um, I would like to hit the Easter market would be better but we're not really set up for that at this current time how's getting feed and supplies to raise goats Um, so we feed our goats only hay throughout the winter they get protein tubs the last 50 days of gestation it's kind of when you need to up the groceries for the does Um, we test all our hay to make sure that 
the protein and all that stuff is where it needs to be and basically all the does get second or third cutting orchard grass clover stuff like that all forage based herd we don't feed any grain so we make our own hay for the most part i had to buy a few round bales this year but i try doing it early before the prices go up i kind of inventory my hay knowing that the adult does are going to take this many bales the yearlings are going to take this many bales and if i need to get hay i'll buy it in december before prices go up in february so i had to buy a couple bales but prices were pretty good then so do you have to do any kind of manure management with goats either here at at the farm or where they're grazing for the grazing that's all right back into the environment helps the goats will kind of turn it into the ground with their hooves Um, as far as the pasture goes what i do we have a collapsible bale feeder every round bale i move it so the hay doesn't accumulate very thick the grass grows through it and you don't even know it's there so i only have to haul like one or two loads of manure the whole year. Greg Hack with Hack Hagen Goats Grazing in Poinette, Wisconsin, says it sounds like an easy job, just dropping the goats off at the park and letting them eat, but he's on call 24-7, just like with any livestock operation. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Let Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison help you catch the island spirit with our Tiki Loot Party. On Saturday evening, June 4th, 37 winners will share in a massive amount of cash prizes and rewards play. It's going to be a huge night with four winners selected every half hour between 5 and 9 p.m. Then at 9.30, one grand prize winner will land in a big one. $20,000 in cash. But don't wait until the 4th for all this Tiki fun. Check out our bar for some luau-inspired drink specials all month long. Come and get the tropical feeling at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. 
If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Here we go on a finally Friday. It looks like it's going to be a halfway decent day today and warm next week. Let's get the details. Brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Our man Stu Mockag, meteorologist, joining us. Yeah, I think I like what I see from now through Sunday, but I do have some concerns about what we're going to witness next week. Well, there is a talk of a more mild air and a higher level of humidity, and you know what that means. Uh, the atmosphere is unstable, and there could be that thunderstorm here or there. At this point, I haven't seen anything to indicate a real severe outbreak, but we are going to have to watch this as it develops, especially making its way into early next week. At this point, let's mention a little rain this morning. Rain, you say? Absolutely. Very far southeast Wisconsin, Walworth, Racine, Kenosha County, and down into northern Illinois. Low pressure is centering down around that southern tip of Indiana today. And in the circulation around that low, there is that band of rain from lower Michigan, uh, lower lower Michigan, the lower parts of uh, Lake Michigan, and into northern Illinois. It's going to circle and stay off to our south. I'll mention a really slight chance there could be a little shower at Madison or Beaver Dam, and that could be about the extent of it down toward West Bend and further southeast. Otherwise, for the rest of us, just a few clouds today, and believe it or not, we get a little warmer. Some more moderation from even yesterday sounds very fine. A little more sunshine likely in the west, and more clouds in the east today, and then it brightens up as we head into the weekend. The next low begins to pull a warm front toward the eastern Dakotas. So late in the weekend, the clouds will begin to redevelop. Even western Wisconsin lacrosse may see a bit of a rain chance late Sunday night. A possibility of that around Monday night on into Tuesday as well. And that's when with the heat and humidity building in that there may be some thunderstorm possibility we'll have to pay attention to early on into next week. At this point, I don't expect the severe weather, but let's pay it by ear and pay attention next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Are you protecting investments on your farm? BioVet's CAF program has been supporting CAF health and growth for more than 30 years. BioVet CAF supplements provide your newborn calves with energy, hydration, and beneficial microbials to support healthy calves. Healthy calves make productive cows. Call BioVet today and learn how an investment in your calf's health returns an investment in your future and your farm's profits. Call 1-800-BIOVET-1. That's 1-800-B-I-O-V-E-T-1. Our friends at Rhodes Bake and Serve want to help you celebrate mom. Tell us your favorite memory with mom and be entered to win a great prize package courtesy of Rhodes Bake and Serve, including a breadboard, recipe book, apron, free product, and more. All the winners will be announced on Mother's Day. Enter now at thefarmwi.com or use the brand new farm app and celebrate mom with Rhodes Bake and Serve. All righty, Stu, we're going to celebrate Mom this weekend. That's one of the things we're going to do. Also, probably plenty of farm equipment that's going to be out on highways and byways. So we've got to ask people again, just use your head. Do not pass farm equipment in a no-passing zone. That's illegal. Don't take the shoulder. Uh, don't tailgate them. I mean, some of the simple things, but I'm getting a lot of emails and texts already from farmers just asking for the reminder. Yep. Uh, we just 
tend to lose common sense because we're all in such a hurry. I know I saw a lot of my producer friends yesterday, equipment in the yard staged in front of the shed, the grease gun working, something. We're all, all ready to roll. Let's look at some clouds this morning. That very slight rain chance, Madison Beaver Dam down toward West Bend. Otherwise, partly sunny skies, even more sun in western Wisconsin today. Low 60s in the east. We could be near 68 at La Crosse for a warm spot today. Northeast winds at 5 to 15. Skies clear out during the night. Low 40s expected. Northeast winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny on Saturday. A lot of mid-60s. We could push 70 at La Crosse. East winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny Sunday. That slight rain chance in the west later in the day. Still mid and upper 60s for highs. Southeast winds 5 to 15. Breezy Sunday gusting to 25. That shower or isolated thunderstorm chance then, Pam, late Sunday night and probably again Monday night on into Tuesday. At this point, I don't see that big paintbrush of rain covering the state, but we are going to see the showers try to edge in. All right, good deal. Thanks, to Appreciate it. Stu Mock, our ag meteorologist with your Compare Financial Ag Weather Update. Compare Financial is your partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Compare.com. And don't forget our talk text line to report rainfall and planting progress, 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Whenever you make a major purchase, there's always that little voice in your head asking questions like, are you sure? Is this the right one for me? Bergstrom Automotive turns the what ifs into why not with the seven day buyback guarantee. That's one full week to get to know your vehicle. Is it as large as you anticipated? Maybe you want more power in heavy traffic. Maybe you find out the neighbors just bought the same make, model, and color that you just purchased. Whatever the reason, at Bergstrom, if you don't love it, simply bring it back. Not every dealership offers a seven-day buyback guarantee. Then again, Bergstrom Automotive isn't an ordinary dealership. Bergstrom believes you shouldn't have to listen to that little voice that questions your buying decision. They just want you to feel giddy with freedom, just like you did when you bought your very first one. Love it or bring it back at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? 
Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Okay, let's start unloading the sod over here. The grass is always greener when Haruka's Lawn Care does the mowing. And then we want to get the flower bed started before lunch. They need a new landscaping designer to keep their budding business growing. Can we double check the incline here? This one needs to drain this way. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Our friends at Rhodes Bake and Serve want to help you celebrate mom. Tell us your favorite memory with mom and be entered to win a great prize package courtesy of Rhodes Bake and Serve, including a breadboard, recipe book, apron, free product, and more. All the winners will be announced on Mother's Day. Enter now at thefarmwi.com or use the brand new farm app and celebrate mom with Rhodes Bake and Serve. Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. Pain can be unrelenting, overwhelming, and all-consuming. So why do so many of us try to manage pain only from the palm of our hands? Doctor-prescribed opioids are appropriate in some cases, but they just mask the pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives, like physical therapy, to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. And by increasing physical activity, you can also reduce your risk of other chronic diseases. Pain is personal, but treating pain takes teamwork. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose more movement and better health. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. This message is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. I've told you guys in the past, like when I gave the, the Packers bad grades, that I don't grade with a bias. Even that, you know, and some Green Bay fans might not have believed me back then, but <laughs> you, you know, you'll get an example of it in this year's grades. Because yeah, I gave I gave Green Bay a B plus. I gave the Vikings uh, a C plus. I think. Man, all right. So let's break it down through uh, the beautiful mind that is Thor. Thor, give us uh, give us your take then uh, on the Packers draft as a whole. What did you think with the B plus? On the whole, I, I really, really liked it. The, the only decision really that, that I had an issue with was the very first one. You know, we, we knew that a team had become obsessed with Quay Walker in the lead up to the NFL draft. His odds changed big time going in the first round. He was like 10 to one or more, you know, an underdog to go in the first round, like five, six days before the draft. And then all of a sudden, 24 hours, you know, 48 hours beforehand, now he's a one to two favorite or one to three favorite to go in the first round. Turns out that that was the Packers. Again, that that's really the only decision that I, I quibble with. I, I thought getting Devontae Wyatt where they did, that was pretty solid value. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what they're going to do with him in that system. 
Um, you know, I for me, I, I wouldn't be playing him over center, you know, and, and you already got Kenny Clark, so I'm, I'm not sure what's going to go on there. But just as far as the player in the slot, that, that was just fine value. The only thing that surprised me about it when they took him was that they didn't take Christian Watson, right? Because, like, that was a guy, you know, I've, I've said this on Twitter, but when I was down in, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, um, I, me and Eric Edholm from Yahoo, we, we were standing there watching the, the guys trot onto the practice field, and we, we see Christian Watson, and we're sort of commenting on him and how we're excited to watch him. And Eric said something like, doesn't that look like a guy that came off the conveyor belt as a Green Bay Packer receiver? <laughs> and, I, and I said he sure does. You know, 6'4", 210, runs, runs in the four threes. He's a pop-the-top outside boundary receiver who plays his butt off, blocks his butt off. It's that, that's what the that's what the Packers look for. Yeah. So it was a surprise they didn't take him at 28. Was not a surprise at all. But then they traded up to get him. Maybe a surprise the team that they traded with. And the Vikings ended up facilitating that, just like they facilitated Jamison Williams for the Lions. But I, I thought that was a great move. And then we, we can even talk about the the picks later on down. But I I, I just thought Gutekinds in this draft he was hitting them every single time in the slot. Yeah. W- w- was getting acceptable value for where he's picking. Well, Thor, we talked about this a little bit last night when we were texting, and I thought it was pretty funny that everyone was clamoring for that wide receiver in the first round, and then when all those top six guys were gone, pretty much the most screamed name was Christian uh, Watson, and your comp for him was Javon Walker, the very Ooh. last guy the Packers took in the first round. Just so happened it was 20 years ago. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting how that worked out. Um, I I know some other people were sort of evoking Marcus Valdez scaling just because that's the guy you know who, who is left that, that Watson's going to be taking the spot now. But he is, as I put it to Ross Uglum on Twitter, yeah, he's he's Marcus Valdez scaling after he fell into a vat of radioactive goo and then comes <laughs> out as like a superhero version of that. He's he's Marcus Valdez scaling, but plus 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 reminds me more of a guy like Walker. You know the the the, the the, the whole package that you're getting, it's, it's just more dynamic than, than the package that left town for Kansas City. Well, if the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers can get at least those first two years out of uh, Christian Watson that they did out of Javon Walker, I think Rodgers will be happy. Yeah. Hey, Thor, let me ask you, man, for Christian Watson, a lot of people want to knock him for going to North Dakota State. Um, what's your take on guys that come for, quote-unquote, lesser schools like a Christian Watson? Well, it's it's do, do they have the traits that will translate? And with him, we know that they will. You know, pe- people have seen. Uh, you know, he he was the guy that was on the receiving end of all those rainbow shots from Trey Lance on his film when we were watching it last year. You know, he can do the deep, the you know the the stuff in the deep sector. That stuff's going to translate for sure. Um, it's really hard to stop that guy off the line, and it's really hard to stay with him. It's also really hard to get up in the air as high as he can when the ball's coming down downfield. So, you know, all that stuff is going to translate. You know, again, he's one of the best blocking receivers in this class. Mm-hmm. The the one thing that I was not concerned about, but I, I just wanted to see was when I was down in Mobile was the, a more diverse uh, route tree, him running. Because at the NDSU, within the NDSU offense, just because of the constitution of it, he didn't run as many routes, for instance, in the intermediate area. Not that he couldn't do it. It's just they didn't ask him to do it as much. But down in Mobile, he got to do, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and he was really good, We're, you know, not only running all the different routes, but also winning in the intermediate area, working around traffic, finding the soft spots in the zone, making himself available. He he, he showed a really good chemistry with actually with Kenny Pickett in particular down there. Um, so he, he showed me that he could do that. 
because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Cloudy skies today and 62, but it looks like most of us are going to stay dry. Tomorrow's sunshine and 65, Mother's Day Sunday. A little cloudy, a little overcast. 64 are expected high. And then watch out for the heat next week. You better have the barn fans ready because we're going to start off on Monday, 78 degrees, and proceed into the 80s, near 90 degrees by midweek. I'm P.M. Yankee. Glad you're along with us on this finally Friday. Of course, it is the sixth day of May. Some interesting weather phenomena on this day back in 1947. An earthquake shook Wisconsin. It was centered south of Milwaukee near the shore of Lake Michigan, caused minor damage but no major injuries. It shook buildings and rattled windows in several communities around southeast Wisconsin. There were reports of broken windows in Kenosha. They felt the shock from Sheboygan down to the Illinois border. An earthquake in Wisconsin on this day, 1947. On this day in 2004, the final episode of Friends is aired. It was watched by 52 million viewers, and you know that it lives on in uh, many different forms on cable TV today. But the final episode of Friends on this day back in 2004. On this day in 1994, the Channel Tunnel linking the United Kingdom with France got opened up. Queen Elizabeth II and French President Francois Mitterrand inaugurated the channel. It measures over 31 miles and is the tunnel with the world's longest undersea portion. Happy birthday today to birthday board George Clooney, 61 years young. And there you go. Well, yesterday we find found out that Governor Tony Evers, along with Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski, awarded five meat processors across the state a total of $200,000 in grant monies to help them expand their meat processing facilities. Well, that sounds like a lot of money. In reality, the Department of Agriculture received 100 applications requesting more than $4.4 million in grant monies. So obviously the need far outweighed available funding. Our own Taylor Schaefer got a chance to catch up with Randy Romanski yesterday during a special May is Beef Month celebration at Marta Angus in Lodi. That was one of the topics she discussed with him. To kick off the start of May Beef Month, the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection partnered with the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association and the Wisconsin Beef Council to host a celebration with industry professionals and elected officials. I'm Taylor Schaefer for the Midwest Farm Report, and at Marta Angus Farms, I had a chance to speak with the Secretary of Agriculture, Randy Romanski. He shares more about where the state currently stands for farm assistance, including those meat processing grants that were recently awarded by Governor Tony Evers. There are several programs that are available right now through DATCAP. There uh, there was additional funding put in the governor's budgets for some grant programs, the dairy processor grants. Uh, the, the funding for that doubled this year, so we were able to give out uh, more grants to dairy processing operations to increase uh, their operations, to innovate, to modernize, and to share their products with consumers. We also have a uh, brand new meat processing grant program that the governor put in his budget. And we just announced that there were five recipients in Wisconsin. 
One of the things we saw during the pandemic and even before the pandemic is that there were backlogs at meat processing facilities. And these funds will just help share the cost a little bit for some of those plants that want to expand, want to modernize. Maybe it's cold storage, maybe it's additional equipment. Some of them are adding square footage. The goal with those was to increase throughput so that we weren't seeing the 18-month or two-month backlog and getting animals through a processing facility. And with those meat processing grants, you mentioned that there were five recipients. And with that pool, how many people applied? Is there any kind of light at the end of the tunnel for people that didn't receive funding? What is that going to be looking like since there were only five recipients? Yeah, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it. So uh, when uh, when Governor Evers initially proposed the this grant program, he proposed it for a million dollars a year, for so for $2 million total because we realized that there was going to be a lot of interest in those programs. Um, and while the legislature agreed with the need for a program, the, the funding level was cut down to $200,000 a year. So we weren't able to get grants to as many operations as we'd like. But the, the interest in the program was phenomenal. So we got 100 applications asking for more than $4.4 million. So clearly the interest in need is there. Uh, what what this says to me is that there's there's a long term need uh, for the state to provide funding to help out with the uh, with the industry, the meat processing industry, livestock, the livestock industry is strong in Wisconsin historically, and we believe it will be strong years into the future. So, uh, a little bit of investment, a little bit of help the state can give. Uh, can really make a difference. So I think we need to kind of follow the governor's lead here and make sure that the state has a substantial investment uh, in these uh, processing grants. Mm -hmm. And part of that investment, too, is investing in the next generation of meat processors. Where does DACAP stand with those um, talent development programs? There, there is some headway, and we're, we're, we're glad to see it. And what we've been hearing from the industry, in addition to there's this backlog of getting animals processed. Well, part of that, not having the labor force there, not having the talent pool available. So we're really fortunate. Uh, Governor Evers has made $5 million available in federal funding. This is the federal ARPA dollars that came to the state for the Department of Ag Training Consumer Protection to work with higher education, the tech college system, UW, to develop a meat talent development program. And it's multi-layered. We have to attract people to the industry to make sure that they understand that it's a great industry and they can make a career out of it. We need to help them with tuition costs. Uh, we need to make sure that there are programs available uh, uh, to train them properly. And the last step in that is to make sure that they have a direct connection to the industry. And so we've had great conversations with, uh, with processors and they are ready to help as well. We're making good progress on that and we're, we're hoping to uh, roll out some uh, some of the plans for recruitment uh, sometime this summer. In May is not just Beef Month, but it is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Secretary Romanski shares more about the resources that are available to farmers at the Wisconsin Farm Center, not just in May, but all year long. Agriculture is a $104.8 billion industry in our state, and the farmers are our farmers are the backbone of that. Um, they, uh, they face stresses on a, on a regular basis, and it can change from year to year, but the stress is always there. Um, and uh, recently, even though we've seen prices increase, the prices farmers have to pay for things has increased too. Uh, weather challenges, trade disruptions, it all, can be, it all can be a lot. And so what we want people to know is that uh, DACAP has uh, something called the Farm Center that's there 
available to help uh, if if people have questions about transition planning or mediation or or even business planning uh, we have resources available for that but we also provide mental health counseling vouchers we don't provide the mental health services but we provide farmers counseling vouchers so that they can go and see somebody if they're really facing some challenges what we want to do is break down the stigma it's okay to seek help if you're feeling stressed we want people to know that a lot of the a lot of the uh, steps we've taken is develop networks beyond the farm center so that there are people all over the state of wisconsin somebody who's closer to that farmer who can provide some services and we're also doing some training programs so farmers can can talk to farmers, which I think is a, a great way for them to work on things together. From Marta Angus Farms in Lodi, Wisconsin, I'm Taylor Schaefer. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. A lot of our Wisconsin farms have a regular relationship with their large animal veterinarians. Many farms have veterinarians visiting the farm every day for herd health checks. What you may not realize is a lot of our large animal veterinarians still facing supply chain issues taking care of animals. Talking about that before we wrap it up today with Dr. Hunter Lang from Lodi Veterinary Medicine. Uh, he is one of the practicing vets that deals with it on the front line. Stick around for that. Congratulations, Wisconsin cheesemakers. You did it again. Wisconsin remains number one when it comes to total cheese production. Last year, we produced 877 million pounds of cheese. Specialty cheese accounted for 25% of that. That meant 88 of the state's 115 cheese plants manufactured at least one type of specialty cheese last year. Well, cheese is about the only thing that was going up yesterday in Chicago. Barrel cheese went up a nickel to 238. 40-pound block cheese up a quarter at 235. Double A butter up a penny at 266. Red ink this morning. Dow Jones Industrial Average down more than 40 points. December corns down a dime at 728. November beans down 11 at 1480. July wheat down a dime at 1096. June milk right now down 27 cents at 2439 a hundredweight. Dr. Hunter Lang, large animal practicing veterinarian, our guest next with continued supply chain issues our veterinarians are dealing with. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time for this week's planting update with Dave Rawley, Wisconsin Region Manager with Wiffles Hybrids. Dave? The risk reward is, is as high as it's ever been uh, if you look at the markets and the input. So you really need to stick with your plan, uh, exercise patience and good caution. There's a lot of things that can go wrong when we start to push it. There's still a lot of good opportunity, though, in the month of May to get that crop planted before we what we'd say is running out of time. We're one of just a, a handful of actual seed corn companies left in the U.S. that develops and breeds their own inbreds and crosses those to make hybrids. Part of the way that we've been so successful is just our ability to spread out our research trials. We run over 60 local research trials in our footprint. There's several in southern Wisconsin that we plant with a research-type planter. They're replicated. It's our standbys. It's some competitive material, and it's what we think could be the next best hybrid 
hybrid coming through the pipe. That's Dave Raleigh, region manager with Wiffles Hybrids. For more information, visit wiffles.com. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I know you've got a lot of chores to try to take care of over the weekend. I want to remind you, please think about me and share what's happening on your farm. Are you getting the corn done? Are you already into soybeans? Did you pick up rainfall? I'm always looking for interaction on our talk text line. Simple to use. You can either call it or text it. 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. I appreciate Bob and Lee and Kirby for constantly keeping me up to date on what's happening in their neighborhood. Why don't you join them? Again, the talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. As we wrap it up on a Friday morning, we want to switch gears and talk with some of our large animal practicing veterinarians that serve Wisconsin animal agriculture. You know, despite the fact that we are putting the pandemic in our rearview mirrors, many of our large animal veterinarians are still dealing with supply chain issues on animal pharmaceuticals. I talked with Dr. Hunter Lang, a large animal practicing veterinarian with the Lodi Veterinary Clinic, who's just about ready to retire. And he said again in 2022, availability of animal pharmaceuticals, well, it's a challenge. So the past year has been a struggle, Pam. We have been managing to sort of stay afloat. We uh, sank a little bit. We had some products that we could not get availability on. Uh, fortunately, they're only like two or three weeks at a time, but uh, in some of our larger dairies, that's uh, a big supply. Um, we had a penicillin problem uh, for much of the end uh, of last year, beginning of this year. It has been, well, I'm not going to say rectified, but let's just say it's improved such that we um, are getting it in on a regular basis, not all that we order. They have taken the supply and kind of allocated it Mm. to give everybody some so nobody gets it all. Mm. And um, the same with uh, some of our mastitis tubes. Um, We are really struggling to keep those in stock. They aren't doing some of the smaller, you know, boxes of 12. They're just just selling the tubs because Mm. of... uh, 
just it's it's easier, but that's all we can get. And so that does put a bind on smaller producers, and we're working at our best and putting putting our uh, thoughts together for the companies to say, hey, we need these other possibilities for uh, producers that don't need 144 tubes; they yeah. only need 12. Yeah, yeah. Have they cited why the why the issue, why the supply chain problems? Is it production? Is it people? What is it? Uh, it seems like you get uh, a lot of, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of things. At first, it was actually the uh, plastic to make some of the tubes oh, they were talking sure. about. Uh-huh. Now, you know, th- this is what we hear. I, yeah. don't, I, I have no way of, of <laughs> confirming that. Then it was some of the packaging. Then it was uh, supply side with uh, just with getting raw ingredients. Oh. Not all the raw ingredients were coming, hmm. were domestically produced. So, therefore, we had some. Same issues with supply uh, chain that, you know, you've seen with other products, not just veterinary, just everything. And uh, so I think it's been a little bit of all of that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And it just seems to be sort of like a rolling blackout. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's one product. Okay, that one's gone for a while. That's back, but now another product's sure. gone. You know, and, and, uh, and that's got to kind of hamstring you guys. I mean, I, I know you guys are smart and know how to pivot. We can't get this. We're going to try this maybe with a, a little addendum. But that's got to be frustrating from a client service standpoint. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's things that, uh, you know, we used to be able to drop ship some things. Um, and now uh, because supply is so tight, you can't go through the distributor and have them drop ship. So then you're physically dropping items because, you know, you get a few in and you and you deliver them to clients. So yeah, it's frustrating. It's uh, adding some, uh, you know, a few extra stops here and there, depending on where, how it goes that day. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're getting there, but I don't think we're out of the woods until uh, probably late fall, unfortunately. You know, and I want people to understand they, they've become so acclimated to hearing about vaccines, different versions, quick to market for the human side, but Animal agriculture doesn't get that kind of attention. Are you aware of any new products, Hunter, that are on their way to market for use by your large animal clients? I mean, we ju- we just don't get quite the attention that the others do. No, I don't think there's much research as far as additional antibiotics. A lot of some of the bigger companies have pivoted more towards that prevention side with vaccines with um, you know genomic testing now, we are um, looking at wellness traits. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to go that route. There's a lot of uh, research ongoing with um, yeast, yeast cell wall products mm-hmm. that are immuno enhancers, mm-hmm. and trying to some of the, some of the drug companies see the writing on the wall too. Mm-hmm. They realized we're not going to be selling antibiotics for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what we can do to enhance the animal and the animal hopefully take care of that problem. I mean, and no one likes to use antibiotics. Right. And producers, veterinarians, it doesn't right. matter. Nobody likes doing that. So we do try to attack it from the from the management side to try to do a lot of prevention with vaccinations, maybe housing, um, ventilation, nutrition obviously is huge. So we're taking those steps, and some of the bigger um, pharmaceutical companies are doing the same thing. They realize pharmaceuticals uh, may 
may not be the uh, mm-hmm. way to go in the in the distant future. Dr. Hunter Lang, one of the large animal practicing veterinarians with the Lodi Veterinary Clinic, talking about the supply chain issues that they're still dealing with trying to serve their farmer clients. We want to wish Dr. Hunter Lang the very best in retirement next week. He hangs it up, but he says he's still going to stay involved in the industry. Remember, folks, more farm news available day and night, MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Get signed up for our daily e-newsletter and you won't miss a thing. Don't forget, you can also download